WBUR Podcasts, Boston. I'm Daryl C. Murphy, and you're listening to The Common. WBUR reporter Deborah Becker, welcome back to The Common. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. So, um, Deb, Boston Mayor Michelle Wu filed an ordinance with city council over the summer to ban tent encampments in the city. And the goal here was to clear out the area known as Mass and Cass. It would make it easier for the city to remove the tents and tarps that are in that area of the city. And just last week, the council passed the ordinance with some changes. And Wu signed it that evening. And the ordinance goes into effect November 1st. Tell us more about this ordinance. So basically, it allows police to remove any tents starting Wednesday when the ordinance takes effect. So tents and temporary structures would be removed from streets or sidewalks. But the mayor's ordinance says only after occupants are offered shelter, transportation to shelter, and are given the opportunity to store their personal belongings somewhere. And at the press conference last week, uh, after the council passed the ordinance, Mayor Wu said it's in response to increased violence in the area in the coming winter. Let's listen. I just want to reinforce that at its core, what we are talking about is health, safety, comfort, and dignity. No one in the city of Boston should be living in a tent on the street, especially as the temperatures fall. And she continued to say that the city should be able to solve this. In a city with so many resources, we cannot let that stand. And right now, the tents are in a cordoned-off area of Atkinson Street, uh, and that is right near the intersection of Massachusetts Avenue and Melania Cass Boulevard. And the people who are staying there were given notice on Thursday uh, that says that they will be offered shelter and transitional housing or substance use treatment, but all tents, tarps, and other structures have to be removed from public property by November 1st. Now, the city says uh, it has reserved 100 shelter beds and 30 temporary beds at an office building of Boston Healthcare for the Homeless on Massachusetts Avenue. Understood. Now, Deb, when we talk about violence and safety here, what type of incidents does that include? There was a lot of violence over the summer. There were stabbings, uh, a lot of fights, a lot of assaults. There's a lot of drug dealing, trafficking. And I I think that uh, officials are really concerned about just the level of aggression that's expressed by people who are staying in the encampment. And at least two agencies that provide outreach workers to that area stopped allowing their workers to go there because of the violence. And so the deadline is November 1st, which is this Wednesday. What is expected to happen at Mass and Cass on that day? Well, police will be able to remove the tents and any temporary structures that day. And and Mayor Wu has said Atkinson Street will be open by Wednesday. Right now, the street is blocked off 
by metal partitions uh, on Mm. either side for a couple of blocks. And it's just filled with tents and tarps. And you can barely walk through that street now because of all the people congregated there. But the mayor insists that traffic will be able to go through Atkinson Street Wednesday and these temporary structures will be gone. Got it. Got it. Now, you were down there last Friday. What did the area look like when you were there? Well, it's uh, it's still pretty chaotic. Uh, lots of people uh, in the area, lots of drug use, people nodding off, people visibly impaired. I saw a lot of outreach workers talking with people about potentially moving, handing mm-hmm. out flyers about the services that are being made available, such as shelters, day centers, transitional housing, substance use treatment. I did also watch as a worker from the Boston Public Health Commission Commission revived a man who had overdosed, and here it is on tape. Okay, you want to take it easy, you don't want to do any drugs for a little while. Do me a favor, move your body like this. Here we go, in motion. No, no, don't stop. Don't stop. Come on, it's peace and blessings. <laughs> and that was a worker from the Boston Public Health Commission, and he walked into the crowd and um, went on his way. And I asked a member of a private security team there, a team hired by the Boston Public Health Commission, how often are you doing this? Are you reversing overdoses with uh, the overdose reversal drug Narcan? And he said he does at least three to four a day. Mm. All right. So, Deb, we we have this issue of public safety, but at the heart of it, the core is a group of people dealing with struggles, including homelessness, mental health, and of course, addiction. How are leaders and advocates feeling about this? You know, balancing public safety and making sure to respect people's humanity. Right. It's it's a difficult issue. A lot of advocates, I think, are a bit skeptical uh, that there will be enough services for people, enough housing for people. I did speak with folks uh, who said, uh, living on the, on the street there, who said they don't want to go to a homeless shelter. That's been the problem all the time, uh, the entire time. They would like to get some form of housing and assistance. They did not want to be identified. Some of the advocates say, that the city needs to be providing more outreach and more treatment and not just allowing police to clear these tents. And and then I spoke with 40-year-old Corey Hines. Um, He's been living under a tarp in the Mass and Cass area on and off for the past year. And he said outreach workers did help him find housing and he plans to move into that soon. Here's a little bit of what he said. Um, The advocates and the um, the guidance counselors, um, they helped me get into the um the Elliott program so I will be going there they will not see me again out here and I will respect the city ordinance so it's a real it's a real mixed picture I would say Daryl we're going to take a quick break but we'll be right back The world's clean energy future relies on ancient elements still in the ground. Without mining, there will not be a clean energy transition. 
But pulling them out of the ground comes at an environmental and human cost. Mining is intrusive, but the results are the building blocks for products that we use every single day. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. Join me on point for Elements of Energy, Mining for a Green Future, five special episodes. Listen and follow On Point wherever you get your podcasts. Did you kill Marlene Johnson? I think you're one of the first people to have actually asked. From WBUR and ZSP Media, this is Beyond All Repair. A new podcast about an unsolved murder that will leave you questioning everything. Somebody should be in jail for murdering my sister. A woman who's never been believed. As long as they think I have done this, then they're not looking for who actually did this. And that's what makes it a cold case. No, it's a botched case. And a search for the truth, once and for all. Wow, it just gets more interesting. Beyond All Repair. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Be careful. You're digging in a place that's been very peaceful for a while. Do it anyway. Dig. And we're back with more from Deborah Becker. Deb, you've been on this story for years now, right? And you've witnessed the area being cleared out before. I I even remember you being there last year uh, in January 2022. Can you describe what it was like? Oh, uh, well, this has been going on, as you said, for a very long time. I mean, I remember covering this under former Mayor Marty Walsh. He had several plans to deal with this. Uh, Then acting Mayor Janey introduced an ordinance in 2021 to remove the tents. And the ACLU filed a lawsuit over that. Then there was a plan to set up a special court session in the Suffolk County Jail. And the sheriff offered to house people from Mass and Cass at the jail. That lived for about three weeks. And then that died. So there have been a lot of plans. There have been a lot of efforts. And the big clearing under Mayor Michelle Wu in January of 2022 was a little bit chaotic, but it it happened according to plan. People were upset. They said their belongings weren't stored properly. They said they weren't offered shelter as promised. But for the most part, the the tents were gone and people were able to get off the streets and out of that area. I think it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I think the city has learned lessons. It's aggressively moved tents before. It's been criticized. It's been sued over that. So if this is done in a more orderly, peaceful way that respects people's rights and really does store the property and really does give people an appropriate place to stay, then then perhaps it'll be effective. I did speak with Sue Sullivan when I was there Friday. She's with the New Market Business Association, a group that represents businesses in that area. And and she said, you know, she feels there's there's more support now for this effort. Here's what she said. What the hope is, what is it they say hope springs eternal, okay? Is that is that they are going to handle it differently this time. That that the enforcement will be there for no open drug use, no open drug dealing, and no no encampments. And police have said there will be more law enforcement. They're setting up a command center in the area to make sure the ordinance is enforced and also to make sure that the tents don't turn up elsewhere in the city. Mm-hmm. 
I'm wondering if this is a process that has to keep repeating itself in order for the city to reach a point where people just don't come back to Mass and Cass anymore. I think the situation will repeat itself until people are willing to commit to resources and a a different way of thinking uh, about this problem. This is happening in cities across the country and in other cities in Massachusetts. It's just most visible at Mass Mm -hmm. and Cass. Mm -hmm. It's a crisis of mental health issues, addiction. It's a housing crisis. Uh, And I think until there are real resources and, and a true commitment to helping people who are vulnerable and making sure they have a place to stay and making sure that they are really getting assistance. And I think this is going to continue. Understood. Understood. Now, kind of like we talked about a little earlier, the ACLU, they sued the city, what, two years ago when acting mayor Kim Janey had ordered tents to be cleared at Mass and Cass. And in part, that lawsuit was due to a lack of alternative shelter options, kind of to your point, right? Now the city says there is enough shelter for everybody, for everyone currently living at Mass and Cass. But even with that, could there be other lawsuits following this clearing of encampments? Yeah, sure. There could there could be uh, other lawsuits. And the ACLU says it's going to monitor how this particular ordinance is implemented. And also, one thing that I did hear from people is that, and I've heard this before, is that when People from other areas realize that there's this focus on mass and cast and there may be housing available. They come to mass and cast to try to get assistance, even if they had never been there before. Hmm. So it will be difficult for the city to figure out who's been there, who's who wants to get help, who can they help, who meets the criteria for the type of assistance that might be available. And what do you do with other folks who are saying, I need help too, but but perhaps I came from another city or another state? It's a very difficult issue. Mm-hmm. Well, with that said, Deb, you know, you've seen a lot at Mass and Cass surrounding uh, this issue here. What will you be watching out for this week? Well, I'll be watching how the removals are carried out on Wednesday. I was there in 2021, in the fall of 2021, before Mayor Wu was elected, when acting Mayor Janey's ordinance took effect. And they were just clearing tents and putting them in garbage trucks. And the garbage Mm. trucks were crushing belongings. And people went and bought new tents and put them up (laughs) Mm -hmm. in the same area. So we'll see how this plays out this time. So that will be most immediate. But also, I think, other plans that the city has to deal with some of these issues will be closely watched. Understood. Well, Deb, thank you so much uh, for coming through to the common and talking to us about this. We'll be keeping an eye on it and, and we'll be checking in with you. So thank you so much. You're welcome. That's WBUR reporter Deborah Becker. And that's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening to The Common. For more coverage about Mass and Cast, please go to WBUR.org and check out the stories from our colleagues. Also, if you want to get in touch with us, hit us up on Instagram at WBURTheCommon or send us an email at thecommon at WBUR.org. I'm Daryl C. Murphy, and I will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>